You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Shot of History. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every time. That was a creepy one, though. Yeah. <laughs> there usually are creepy. Come on, let's be I mean, I mean, it's creepy every time, though. It's like yeah, extra. Creepy. There's a little stank on that yeah. one. There was extra creep. Okay. Oh. Now it's, it's gonna 100% get more creep. It's going to get creepier. Extra creep flavor. Yeah. Um, and again, this Where's week. Where's the TLC drop? And so I creep. So, okay, you heard Melissa talk. We've got Melissa, we've got Dave, and we've got Ellie. Hey, what's up? Everybody's back in the studio. I don't know how you talk us into coming here week after week after week. Y'all are crazy. (laughs) But it just flies by. It really does. It actually does. Yeah, the last one did. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it's just like one day. I know. It's crazy. We just burn right through all these. Oh, wait, that was the last episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 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 All right. So uh, today, Ellie is going to be leading us in a... A fine chat. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today, Ellie? Well, today I'm going to be regaling you with the um, the life of Julie Daubigny, um, otherwise known as La Maupin. She was... Um, Isn't that the place where you can buy the really good bread? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's all bon pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how you say that, babe. All bon Late 17th century bisexual convent burning opera star. Mm. So. so on that note, yeah. here's to uh, oh, bisexuals burning wait, wait, shit wait, wait, down. Wait, 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 wait. I don't oh, want well, a shot. I need that need that crown. Give me that crown. God. That was him stretching while talking. That was why it sounded so strange. <laughs> like this entire episode should be done in Maurice Chevalier voice. <laughs> it is the opera. Oh, oh, oh. oh no! <laughs> Let's can we not? And I mean, you can because do it. it is French. <laughs> I spit in your general direction. <laughs> Stop watching the TV edit. It's farts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, cheers everyone. Cheers. Oh, that's not bad. Will there be a Talking Heads burning down the house reference at any point in time? I mean, you can make it. He just made it. It's, so, too, it's already been done. Right. It's on the table. Okay. The burning? <laughs> so um, I found, uh, I, I had heard about her a, lo- a while ago, but I didn't really know much information, just um, a couple basic th- ideas about her. But um, I looked her up and she was on um, the Rejected Princesses website. Yes! One of our favorite sites. Yes. Yes. Love it. However, really you should be using Rejected Princesses as like a jumping off point because not all their information was accurate about her. So uh, my sources for this were were the Rejected Princesses site, Wikipedia, um, kellygardner.com where an article about the real life of Julie Daubigny um, and 
therake.com. Um, and also, oh no, that was a different one. Um, so those were my references for this. Um, so Julie Daubigny, um, I'm going to call her, excuse me, Julie for the most part. Um, she was born in 1670, excuse me, ish. Um, they're not sure if it was 70 or 73. Um, I'm pretty sure she probably, she, she might've like lied about her age. That's you know, to my be younger. first thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she was probably born in, uh, 1670, um, History does not recall her mom's name, but her dad was named Gaston because no one breeds like Gaston. Um, <laughs> he was the damn it, yeah. Did I? You don't understand? Like I have like a Cartman stick sailing away thing with the, I, Disney. I, okay, just in my head, in my head, yeah. no one seems like Gaston. No one sees, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad. So. Um, he was the secretary to King Louis XIV's master of horse, the Count of Daubignac. Um, he the tra- master of horse? Master of horse. Like, uh, yeah, master of all the stables and everything. So, oh, and this was during the time um, during the time where Louis XIV was still in Paris. His, his main residence was still in Paris, but then he decided to move out to his family's old hunting lodge in Versailles. So when Julie was young, she grew up in the stables at the Tuileries Palace in in Paris, um, and she uh, grew up with uh, she grew up in the stables. She dressed as a boy, and uh, because her father trained all the court pages and wanted his daughter to have some advantages, and so she dressed as a boy and learned dancing, reading, drawing, fencing, all of that like horse horse riding, everything with with the pages that he was training. Um, she, the, her fam, she and her father moved out to Versailles, and she spent her the rest of her youth in the Grand Stables at Versailles. And by youth, I mean until she was fourteen, because by the time she was fourteen, the count, that was her dad's boss, uh, took Julie as his mistress. Hey, oh. Oh. Um, was did he think that she was a boy? When he uh, did that? No. <laughs> Dressing like a boy. I mean, Skeptical Dave is skeptical. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, no. I mean, I'm not she, judging. Uh, These were simpler times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, she, uh, he <laughs> he wanted that booty and he wanted that booty bad. And uh, he married her off to someone so that she could um, have some more advantages. And uh, she married he married her off to... Um, Sieur de Maupin, which is how she got her nickname, her, her name that she was known by, La Maupin. Um, and he, he immediately Maupin. sent off Maupin to go collect taxes in the south of France. And a lot of reports say that uh, he was sent away the day after the wedding. So, And <laughs> nice. we don't know if she ever saw him again. Just that was her husband. And some reports say that she went and spent the rest of her life with him, like, after the, the events that I'm about to relay. But a lot of other reports say, yeah, she probably never saw him again. Um, that seems more accurate. Yeah. yeah. Bonpin is good bread. So Malta was a bread mountain? Sure. Sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. Maupin. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I like keep that. pronouncing it wrong. It's actually Maupin, not Maupin. So it's Mo-bread? And, yeah, Mo-bread. <laughs> Yeah, the, the way that uh, Ellie totally is looking at Dave room. is cracking me up because it's her classic "fuck off." Yeah. 
<laughs> Would you shut up? If, if, if you hung out with Ellie, you know that yeah. look very well. She's just like, sure. Luckily, yeah. I really haven't seen it geared toward myself, but I've seen it geared toward many men. <laughs> many. I feel like every time she's around, I get it at least twice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In a the look, that in, is. In a manner. <laughs> I think I got it several times during the two-year anniversary. <laughs> yes. uh, which, for the record, I don't remember. Mm. Um, oh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but yeah, I it, did not listen to that because I am terrified. No, on, it was honestly fine. Okay, no, yeah. just were, you know distracted I was just easly, shiggity wasted. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so listen to my show. I was afraid to hear my voice. To be <laughs> I'm used to hearing my own hear voice myself. being a performer, so like that doesn't bother me. It's the oh god, I don't want to hear what I said when I was wasted. I still haven't listened to that one episode of Reasons Why I'm Single. <laughs> um, okay, so Julie. Um, in about 1687, when she was about 17, she had an affair with uh, an assistant fencing master named Saran. Well, his last name was Saran. He killed someone in an, in a duel, which duels were illegal at this point. And so they ran off to Marseille. Okay. Um, they ran off together and they made their living. Julie and Saran made their living giving fencing demonstrations at fairs and taverns. And she would dress in men's clothing for this. But she didn't hide the fact that she was a woman. She just, you know, she was used to wearing men's clothing because that's how she grew up. Um, but there were some people who didn't believe that she was a woman. Uh, and there's a lot of reports that say at least one time a drunk guy shouted at her that she had to be a man because, you know, the way she fought and the way she was dressed. And so she just took off her shirt and everyone was like, all right. Damn titties. Cool. <laughs> Tits out, motherfucker. Damn titties, though. Sometimes titties. Sometimes you just have to prove you're a woman, you yeah. know? Steph, I, I don't believe you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got layers on. Give me a minute. <laughs> All right. It's going to take a while. <laughs> I'm not giving Stephanie a look. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Which really should be directed at Dave. Right. Um, That's yeah. still, still waiting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a button over there that says Jeopardy theme song. Feel free to press it. <laughs> <laughs> So while she was in Marseille, um, she also auditioned for the Marseille Opera, um, and she made it into the opera. She starred in a whole bunch of their productions for about the next, like, four years or so. Um, So she she, was good. She was good. She had Um, skills. She was very good, and she was – this was her first stint at the opera, and – Worth noting right now that at um, at this point, the the French opera, like the women who were singing in French opera were pretty much solely singing like just high. There were no real like low women's voices. So she ended up later being a contralto and bringing that style to the French opera. But at this point, she was still stuck singing the way that they Traditional. traditionally wanted her to yeah. sing. Um, so, but she has a piece of my heart because she was a contralto. Um her biggest fan was a merchant's daughter with whom she fell in love. Aww. Uh, so, of course, the girl's parents sent her away to a convent in Avignon. Well, Whoa. as you do. Julie followed her, uh, entered into the convent as a postulant, so a probationary nun, and they just hooked up all over that convent. <laughs> and <laughs> one night, they decided they were going to escape, so an elderly nun di- who had just died um, or was killed, no one's really sure. <laughs> Um, she's just dead. Well, so this, this nun died in her quarters and Julie stole the nun's body, put it in her lover's 
bed and set and while well, the lover was uh, the, the girl who we don't know her name she was you know with julie at the time but they put the the nun in her bed for some reason maybe to like mm-hmm. make people think that it was the her girl had died yeah and set fire to the convent so they could nice. off. and it just burned to the ground that is such like a romantic story it has corpses and fire mm-hmm. like yeah yep. <laughs> so, tragedy if i ever heard one this I is know. how we met uh we burnt down a convent <laughs> oh no such, they met such a meat cute yeah. yes <laughs> oh no they they met when uh she was died. you know singing in the opera and she right, was a right. fan so she was she well was you gotta girl. you gotta start it She's from opera burnt, you gotta start started from the burnt down convent you never started from the well we met in the opera no you say hey, you know how many people were left alive at none hey. <laughs> um, after three months of running around and, and fleeing all over the country with her julie got bored with the girl and dumped her back at her parents wow yep. all of that so Damn. she got bored real easy she seems like a girl like she's, she's about that drama life she oh, yeah, like yeah. needs that excitement mm-hmm. that rush you know she got bored real easily so she was charged in absentia um with uh by by the parliament in provence um, with body snatching, kidnapping, arson, and failing to appear before the tribunal. Um, she was charged as a male, because, <laughs> as Sieur de Maupin, Maupin, because they refused to admit that a woman would abduct another woman, especially from a convent. Um, and she was sentenced to death by fire. Nice. Well, you know, you light a fire, sometimes you have to jump in another fire. I, yeah. It's kind of... Kind of how that's it works. How, out, of how it the works. Frying, out of the, the frying convent into the fire. <laughs> right. So um, she traveled throughout the countryside. Um, she would stop at different in different towns, and she would get training from uh, acting and singing teachers while she was traveling. Um, and all the time, she just loved challenging bros to duels everywhere. All the bros. time. Bros. Bros. Like, I, I, well, of I, course I, they're I bros. Well, they're fighting duels. Popped of collars. Popped collars. Bro duels. Popped ruffs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have like those big weird collar yeah, things. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it popped them rough. Yeah, yeah. Looks like looks like, uh, you, looks like they had surgery recently. I was like, yeah, they tried dog cone. cone. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a. This is one of my favorite That's stories. Golden collar. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my favorite stories, and she. Um, there's a few different versions. Some say that this was just a guy who had insulted her. Some say she literally bumped into him at a bar. Some say that he insulted her by asking like. Basically, the old French version of "Does the carpet match the drapes?" Um, <laughs> but we're not really sure why. But he, this guy, she was out That's carousing terrible. in this bar one night, <laughs> and this nobleman, um, Louis Joseph d'Albert Lune, we'll call him Dilbert because of, his of name the moon. is because yeah, yeah. his name. We'll is, just call him Moon Pie. Yeah, Moon Pie. <laughs> so Moon Pie. Yeah, I like that. Um, well, he goes a lot of. Uh, art, every article that I've read about him, they, they go by um, he, they call him Dalbert, but it it looks like Dalbert. Dalbert. Yeah, no, so. Dilbert Moonpie. Dilbert Moonpie. Uh, so Dilbert Moonpie, the son of a duke. Um, so he thought that he could take this dude. That he, I mean, he thought that either he thought that she was a dude or he was making fun of her because she was dressed like a dude. Thought he could take her in a duel. Uh, she took him on and possibly two of his other friends. One. Beat them, beat their asses in you the middle of this bar. Girl. She drove a sword through his shoulder, and Ow. then she just like went home. And then the next day, she found him. And because uh, some people say that she felt bad, some people say she couldn't shake the memory of him. I think it's because she found out he was the son of a duke. Um, she found him, and she was, she like, was hey. consoling him, and she gave him a pity shag. 
And then, well, because she stabbed him through the shoulder, he yeah. couldn't even rub one out on his own. So right. I mean, yeah, that was his yeah. masturbating arm. Yeah, gosh. But he and could still do the stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Pie needed some release, man. Yeah. So, so she, she so she fucks Moon Pie and <laughs> Dilbert Moon Pie, and then I feel the, like that's possibly one of the best statements I've ever heard on any fuck, of your episodes ever. Fucks Moon Pie. So that she fucks Moon Pie. That's. <laughs> And uh, then they became lovers, and they just then they were just like friends for like the rest of their lives, even when they were not screwing. They were just like buddies. (laughs) That sounds like a typical Saturday for you, Doug. It is. It is. I I, I feel like it's like it's the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure of American Pie. Um, so when <laughs> Dilbert Moonpie refer- re- returned to his military unit, phrasing, um, Julie took a new lover who was an operatic baritone um, named Gabriel Vincent Tevenard, and they traveled to Paris. They went back to Paris, and Julie went to back to the Count, whose mistress she had been when she was 14. Um, to beg him to get the king to pardon her, so that just so she could be pardoned, so she could you know not die in fire, in fire, on right. you know burning at the stake, um, and he pardoned her, or he he got the king to pardon her um, for the first time. First time the king pardoned her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's yeah. more. Yeah. Um, Tevinard, her, her the, the 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 opera singer, uh, he went and auditioned at the Paris Opera and got hired on the spot. But he would only sing with them under the condition that um, Julie also at least be allowed to audition. So she auditioned, and so she was like maybe twenty, and she got hired into one of the most prestigious musical companies in the world. Woo. Um, because basically she has by done default. a lot from fourteen to twenty. Yeah, like that girl was busy. She, she um, was. Oh, burning down was, convents yeah. and shagging moon pies. Oh, this was when, when she was in Marseille. She didn't like star in a bunch of their. Excuse me. She didn't star in a bunch of their productions. She was like in the chorus. This was where she starred in all their major productions from sixteen ninety to ninety four. So from when she was twenty to when she was twenty four. Nice. Um, this is a, um. a quote from Rejected Princesses, and I I verified this on some other. Uh, articles as well. Um, another opera singer named Dumenu started talking shit about a number of women, including La Maupin, Julie. She responded by ambushing him, pushing a sword in his face, and demanding a duel. When he refused, on the grounds that he was a wimp, she beat him with a cane, stealing his snuff box and watch. The next day, she caught him complaining that he'd been attacked by a gang of thieves. Oh! She called him a liar and a coward, threw his watch and snuff box Bitch, at him. Bitch, I beat your ass. And declared, <laughs> this is the best, and declared yeah. that she, she threw his watch and snuff box at him and declared that she alone had architected his ass beating. <laughs> oh she God. used the phrase architected. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that was a direct quote from uh, Rejected Princess. Other things that happened while she was singing with the Paris Opera, she went to a ball dressed as a man and started flirting with this girl, this young woman at the ball, and kissed her on the dance floor in front of everyone, which you know she did on purpose. Of course. You know she did it because drama. she wanted attention. She liked Loved that drama. drama. Yep. Um, <laughs> three separate noblemen challenged her to a duel there and then. She beat all of them, <laughs> but then she had to flee again. Because duels were illegal. Well, <laughs> so she went to Brussels. When did duels become illegal in, in that time period? Um, either the king had 
I think the king had recently outlawed duels. Oh, like okay. he he outlawed them. You know, Louis the Fourteenth had outlawed duels. So, you know, that was the like the first reason she'd had to flee. I think. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird to outlaw duels in that time period. Yeah, because I mean that was the way you handled. You handled your business, yeah. With a like, duel, right. you handled your business because I mean, there wasn't was there like a police? I mean, there was a police, but they won't think you right. Know, there was, was like, law enforcement, but yeah, it was it was a whole pretty well, much like handled it yourself. But then, and, like people were, but the, this is why people. Uh, this is why he outlawed duels because people were challenging duels just for any honor and for bullshit. Yeah, so. That's Honor you stepped on my pumas, good sir. Prepare to do stepped on my pumas. You stepped on a puma. A puma. A, a puma is more likely to have been there yeah. than the shoes. Well, no, if you stepped That's on a puma, talking about. the puma would just eat your foot. Like, just tear your foot off. No, no, no these be... are tame pumas. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, those pumas, and they're just like, yeah. she, she, So she runs off to Brussels um, because the king outlawed duels. And she became the mistress of the elector of Bavaria in Brussels. The uh, electors are like the the higher ups who like are some of the people who elect the pope. Okay, so she became the mistress of the elector of Bavaria. She started in operas there, but got a little too dramatic. The, the the elector was like, "Whoa, this is a bit much," because uh, she stabbed herself on stage with a real knife. She's like, he's like, I just want to be fucking you. Like, I don't need to deal with your crazy bullshit. You over dramatic. I need to This needs to be over right now. So he gave her 40,000 francs to leave him alone. And (laughs) she, she, so he sends an emissary to bring her the money and just be like, okay, bitch, please leave. And take this money. (laughs) Crazy. Take this money and leave. So instead of taking the money, she throws the money at the emissary, starts cussing him out, and then pieces out to Madrid. So in Madrid, she worked as a maid for a countess um, who she hated so much. One night she put radishes in the countess's hair before she went to a ball so that the countess couldn't see it when she looked in the mirror, but everyone else could see it. Mm-hmm. And Which started a new trend and then, of people wearing radishes in their hair. So, so Julie left for Paris while the mistress was at the ball because she was like, no, this sucks. Bye. So she goes back to Paris. She gets the king's brother to get her pardoned again. So she's one of the only people who's ever been pardoned by that king, you know, two times. Uh, Probably, possibly. Do do we think that maybe there were some sexual favors involved? Oh, Oh, probably. Most likely. I'm I'm feeling a little bit of hand and mouth action at least. Must have been some good putang. Yeah, like seriously. (laughs) I mean, she's like like 23 or something at this point. (laughs) <laughs> or no, she's like, what is wrong uh, with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just ignoring everything that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> oh it was hilarious, though. She's but, like, I'm just going to keep whoo, going. I'm just it going caught me off guard, Deb. It caught me off guard. Right, that's what I do. <laughs> um, so she okay. goes back to Paris, gets them to pardon her again so that she can go back to the Paris Opera. Um, she sings with the Paris Opera, and she like replaced the star that was there. And she, everyone fucking loved her. And she was their big star from 16, 1698 to 1705. So from when she was like 28 to um, 35. Well, she loved the spotlight, so it's no surprise. And, no, exactly. Yeah. And she, this is where she introduced the Italian voice type of contralto to the French opera, so the lower voice. And there were parts that were written specifically for her because of this new voice type. Um, she performed at Versailles a whole bunch of times. She protected fellow female performers from... Um, grabby male patrons or fucking tenors. Oh, yeah. And then she Go started girl. grabbing them. 
Oh, instead. probably. Um, <laughs> I will cut off your hands, sir. She she fell in love with another but singer. Let's go in the back and you know take care of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she fell in love with another singer who was the mistress of the Grand Dauphin and tried to kill herself when she was rejected. Because um, she loves wow. drama. She, she threatened to blow out the brains of the Duchess of Luxembourg. Um, <laughs> Literally. Not like in a sexy way. Up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, she and she and Dilbert Moonpie were besties again. <laughs> and they would get uh, fucking and they would just get in trouble all the time because he would get in duels and she beat up her landlord. I mean, it was a thing. so they were like perfect Bonnie together. And Clyde, they're yeah. both like they're both trouble. Oh yeah, totally. I like it. I Bonnie like and Clyde of that that time period, like and then just, just get together and just do shit that's not yeah. legal. <laughs> Let's then, fuck shit up. <laughs> um, and then she and the opera singer that she had been with were like friends at the theater, but they weren't like they probably weren't like together anymore because she just like you know pieced out whatever. Um, but sometimes they would get in Your fights. Old hat, bitch. They would sometimes get in fights <laughs> on the stage. Like they would get in fights on stage and she would like she bit his ear on stage one time so hard that it bled and everyone still fucking loved her. Um people Dang. wrote like harsh, you know, reviews of her because they were like, oh she's so scandalous and everything. Um but she in 1703, when she was 33, she fell in love with um uh the most a woman in who was the Marquise de Florensac, who was widely regarded as the most beautiful woman in France. Um, she was one of the most famous, wealthy, well-connected women. They lived together um, until the Marquise died of a fever in 1705. Um, and after she died, Julie um, retired from the opera and just like was inconsolable. It's everybody. A lot of people say that she took refuge in a convent till she died in 1707 because of whatever um, unknown causes. But some people think that the only reason people say she went to a convent was like a morality tale. Like, oh, she lived this awful life and then she found Jesus after her lesbian lover died. <laughs> right. But she. I mean, people would go and like seek refuge in convents. So some people think that she. Um, took refuge in this convent and just died there a couple years later. And some people think that basically she went back to her husband, the uh, Sieur de Maupin, and just they lived happily ever after. Either way, she was a total badass, and I love her. <laughs> um, and that's the life of Julie Dabonny, a.k.a. La Maupin. She has a lot of names. <laughs> she was amazing. <laughs> and she did a lot of shit, obviously. And then she died. And then she died. <laughs> and then she died. And then she died. Because it's history, so, folks. Yeah. I knew... Sorry, I wanted to like blaze Spoiler through. Spoiler alert, was, they all died. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like blaze through because I knew it was a ton of information and like... I didn't want to make it like super long. So mm-hmm. it's, all, it's yeah. all good. We got the info. Yeah, we got the yeah. highlights. We enjoyed it. I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, slipping on that jupe. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out if she was just like overly dramatic, or if like she may have like had like like bipolar or something. Oh, like, she with might all have the, been the bipolar. Manic, you Mental know, illness, like thing. Man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously it wasn't a thing then, but well, you know, it wasn't was. diagnosed. Yeah, it, right. It, so, I mean, yeah, it was a thing back then, but it was it was never diagnosed no. as a mental illness. It yeah. was like, oh, you're a woman. You're, you're just, hysterical. You're just yeah. yeah. Here, let me just yeah. use my vibrator on you, like we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, yeah. two two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. It's so. it's unfortunate how like the stigma with mental illness, even now, how it goes like. I mean, right. it's, it's, obviously, it's it's better than it was, but yeah. Well, it was it was definitely like engendered back in the day where yeah. it was like oh, women yeah. 
we're always crazy for anything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you are well, crazy. Like, even for now, it's like we speaking well, of, a woman can't do whatever because you know she's overly and, dramatic and, and you know she gets into her feelings and it's like, bitch, please. Right. Like, have you seen our president? Okay. <laughs> right. No. Right. Um, so what, um, I mean, honestly, I don't think that she necessarily had like a mental illness. I think that she, um, maybe like a little bit of like, she was, she was dramatic, but I don't think that, um, I think she, a lot of the attention she got was because of just the fact that she did all this stuff and she was a woman. And she did all the stuff that yeah, men did. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, she, I think she liked the attention. And I mean, she obviously loved the attention. Right. I think she might have been a touch narcissistic was really it. Um, that could be that, it. I think, yeah. I think that was probably the only thing was I think she was a little bit narcissistic, uh, quite a fairly narcissistic. That, yeah, that fits. Um, that fits. But she just, she like just took all those boundaries and just like busted through them and yeah. that everyone else was afraid to do. And she, you know, so the new, badass. the new like like sing, singing style, opera style that she brought, yeah, to was that because like a, a men, men had done it before and a woman had never done it, so or was this a new? This was a new sort of voice type for women. So, um, so men had done were, it, or it was men, a voice type. It was a voice type that. Uh, so basically, um, <clears throat> contralto is uh, a, an opera voice type, an operatic voice type that's. Um, low female uh, female singing very low oh okay and um historically before that i think men um would sometimes they might have written roles for men to sing who were countertenors um but they which never is get to that countertenors same well countertenors are men who sing uh tenor so in a high voice but they're actually excuse me they sound like a woman and they're not using their falsetto like um like rock stars would nowadays they're using like a full rich head voice it sounds like a woman singing so that was really like before women were allowed to sing in opera like that was what was done yeah um and um so she had gotten she developed uh this she she learned about um singing in a contralto range the low female register from teachers that she had worked with when she was traveling through um i mean she France and in, when she was in Brussels and when she was in Spain. And then when she came back, she was like, hey, this is how I sing now. Um, like it or leave it. And they were like, oh, my God, we love it. Yeah. So uh, it was it was just it's it's, cool, too. Yeah. She, I mean, she was running from like country to country, but she learned in every country she went. Yeah. To. Like she she was like, well, if I'm going to be jumping different countries, I'm going to yeah. learn some shit from these people. And you she know? might have had a touch of like you know attention deficit or something because she was just she was bored with everything she couldn't like focus on jumping from every yeah and probably the only thing that really she focused on was her singing the whole time and causing bullshit drama Um, (laughs) (laughs) fucking that moon pie pie. don't forget the moon pie you can't accurately diagnose somebody from history like you can look at their behavior and try right yeah we don't know right. exactly. Yeah. It's all speculation, yeah. so we don't want anybody that's listening to think that no. like we're diagnosing her as no, official. No, no, it's no. going in the history. No. like it, this is speculation on our right. Part. Total speculation. No, no, it was total curiosity. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's all right. awesome. And I love her. Well, Dev, that's pretty cool. You know what time it is? <clears throat> time, it is to time to pop out the plugs. All right, I'll go first today. StephanieMenard.com, 
We're going to go back to for most of your stuff, Neiman Good. Hardy. All right. You didn't, you didn't open up yeah. uh, fansonly.com? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Give me another week. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, The Last Heist is going to be out hopefully in the next couple of months. It's a one-shot like Western only? horror uh, written by me. Uh, drawn by St. Yak or Stan Yak and colors are by Robert Nugent and Robert Jones is doing the lettering. It is gorgeous. It is an amazing story. Not just because I wrote it, but I'm just really proud of it. It's a story that I would read. So, I mean, it's a story that you would breed. Read. Oh, okay. Sorry, my nose. I heard. I heard breed. (laughs) My nose. I I kind of too. Yeah. What you said, breed. I'm sorry. My my nose is a little stuffed up. So (laughs) things might not sound right. Right. Uh, But look uh, at all these stories that I've read. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, it it, it kind of is like that. Yeah. Yeah, I made it. I I cooked it up. I made this. Yeah. This story. (laughs) Fuck this story. Got this story. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, that'll be out soon. And then uh, Motor City is coming up. uh, Motor City Comic Con. The third week end of May, and then the fourth weekend. Are you gonna have a booth at that? I'm gonna be at the podcast with right booth. Straight, right? I decided not to get my own booth this year. It was very stressful last year, and, and that was even with having Trico there. And this year, I, I mean, like Trico isn't doing any conventions, so well, it's, uh, it's year two, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, peace yeah. Out. yeah, he's not doing any conventions. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I didn't want to do a table by myself because I was already overwhelmed last year. Yeah. So at Motor Pod- City can be it feels like it'd be really overwhelming because there's yeah, so many. But people. I will have product available. Because because they're being nice enough to let me, like, you know, hawk my stuff there. So, oh, nice. if you still need a copy of Psychopath 3, it'll be there. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, and, uh, are you going to do any uh, Tales from the Con side while you're there? A- absolutely. We are going to be doing an episode of Tales of the Con side, um, probably both at Motor City and at uh, Cherry Capital, because uh, Podcast Detroit will be at. Cherry Capital as well. Nice. So it's going to be a good uh, May's going to be a good month. May's a good month. Awesome. All right, I'm done. I'm going to shut my mouth hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> July's yeah, a better month. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. uh, you know, Snake Oil Comics. Snake Oil Horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. Yeah. Oh, the horror. <laughs> uh, the, uh, let's see, Source Point Press. I always get that wrong. Um, you know, check out. We're in previews now, so you can order woo, for woo. previews. Uh, I am the person doing all the shipping, so actually, he'll know if you order. Yeah, so don't order because it's <laughs> pain in the ass. <laughs> Travis is gonna give you the stank eye and a stern oh, talking to, yeah. a stern talking to, <laughs> with if a waggly finger yes. like this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's my money that I'm losing. I don't care. I bite my thumb at you, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, podcast this week. Uh. Gotham Lights. Uh, they review uh, the, the pod, uh, the show Gotham, uh, and they've been doing uh, the Seth MacFarlane, uh, the Orville. S- yes, yeah, yeah, the Star Trek knockoff. I watched that. Uh, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think they might be trying. Really it's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I think they might be doing that. Short I was surprised. Show more I, now. I thought it was going to be like mm-hmm. Family Guy in space, but it's not. Right. So it was- yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I don't think they like Gotham as much as they used to. <laughs> but apparently the season finale of Gotham this sh- this year is supposed to, like, completely reboot Gotham. Oh, good. Wow. Which is what we need, wow. right? Because I might yeah. actually then start watching it again because I hate watch the first two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah. And as always, fuck Steve. <laughs> yep. 
Shagree. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to plug uh, my Instagram if you like cosplay related things and makeup selfies. Um, then you can check out Real Kiki Elise on, on Instagram. And also Avon Players. I am working on a production with them right now. Uh, in Rochester, Michigan, uh, Bridges of Madison County. It's a really cool musical. Um, it opens the weekend of Motor City, so the third weekend of May, and we run through the first weekend of June. So really cool show. You can check that out at avonplayers.org. Get your tickets before they sell out because we've been selling out like every show for the last like two seasons. Nice. So, so there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> Get up on that. Get it. <laughs> That's all for me. Get you some musical oh, theater. Also, I'm going to plug a show that doesn't really need to be plugged, but I've been obsessing over it lately, and uh, it's the podcast My Favorite Murder. I've been, like, obsessively listening to it and um, have been getting into true crime lately because of it. So check awesome. out My Favorite Murder. Yep. That's awesome. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> ain't got shit. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> um, I, I I make and things. I I sew things and I make children. I have one. <laughs> I make children. I've only been successful once. And Dave spontaneously and combusted. And there's not going to be any more. Uh, Dave finally spontaneously, spontaneously combusted, combusted halfway yeah. through the episode, which is from all the fireball he was drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Dave. You know we'll we'll keep your head and your shins. Uh, to remember you by. Yeah. yeah. So uh, until next can we, time, can we bronze them? Yes, we absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, we can and mount them in the studio. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm the Killer Man, Big Dove. I'm Ellie. Melissa. 